Good afternoon, folks. You're very welcome here to Netwatch Cullen Park. It is county final weekend, the day two of county final weekend. And the uh, big senior championship final, of course, is at four o'clock between Palatine and Tin Ryland. Uh, but before that, uh, we're bringing you live commentary here from Netwatch Cullen Park of the Tabard Hotel Junior B Football Championship final. It is going to be an intriguing encounter. It's St. Mullins up against Aska. Two years in a row that St. Mullins have been involved here on county football finally. Last year, of course, they took Junior C honours uh, defeating Clum Moore in that particular final. Uh, today, they have an Aska side who are looking to return to the Junior A ranks. Uh, so St. Mullins looking for back-to-back -back promotions. Aska looking to get back up there. Um, and they are making serious inroads as a club as well. Marty Barry has just announced the teams as we speak. It's absolutely glorious here in Netwatch Cullen Park. Brian, I don't know who's going to join me on analysis. Before we get a word from Brian, we will go down through the two teams. And just a reminder as well that it is an audio stream. Um, our tick heads are only on the screen for a couple of minutes and then we're going to knock it off and just put up a display. We don't have the rights to show the game. So an audio stream is how it's going to be. And a quick shout as well to the sponsors, uh, Recovery Hub and Carlo, Milano's Takeaway, Bagnus Town, Seamus Burn Electrical, number one, for floodlights, Carpenter's Bar, Lounge and Restaurant, Ray Wheel and Limited, The Barbers Barbershop, Fine Framers, J&J Services and Scats Bouncing Castles. Thanks again for the continued support, lads. St. Mullins line out with Paul Keogh in the goal. The full-back line, Tom Cody, Darren Wheel and Sean Dial. Half-back line, Marty Mouse Kavanagh, Paddy O'Shea and Eamon O'Shea. Middle of the field, Chris Kavanagh and the captain, Jor Cody. The half-forward line, Jack Kavanagh, James Dial, O'Shea Boland. The full-forward line, Jason O'Neill, Seamus Murphy and Paddy Boland. Ask a line out. With William Long in the goal, the full back line, Evan McIntyre, Niall Davis, and Brian Hosey, the half back line, Jack Walker, Stephen Fennell, and Danny Quigley. Middle of the field, you have Jack Phelan and the joint captain, John Dwyer. The half forward line, Ben Dorley, Jamie Dorley, and Jimmy Phelan. And the full forward line, Connor O'Brien, Connor Byrne, and Dylan Roche. The other joint captain, listed among the subs for Aska, is Brian Jackson. Their management team, John Dwyer, Paul Lawler, and Lauren Dwyer, of course, daughter of John and very well known in soccer circuits as well. Uh, Johnny Murphy is the trainer of St. Mullins. He's in for a busy afternoon because he's actually refing the senior final as well after this, so he'll have no fear of getting the 10,000 steps up today, no doubt. Uh, selectors there, Ger Lennon, Damian Keelty, and Seamus O'Carroll. Uh, if you are tuning in, uh, drop us a comment. Uh, we can get the comments coming in on YouTube and on Facebook. It's not easy for us to get them in on Twitter, unless Dunzer keeps an eye on that, maybe over the, the duration of the commentary. Um, Dunzer's a great man to multitask us. We all know he's Cahirlock of uh, the County Council and all as well. Uh, a comment in already. Uh, Jay O'Reilly, great day of football ahead, lad. Absolutely. And Jay is listening in. Big ask man from Port Australia this afternoon. We had listeners in uh, Thailand yesterday, Australia, Canada, America, all over the place. And uh, the importance of bringing a broadcast to the people all over the world, as you'll know from the scoops days, is so important, especially on days like this. But Brian, final time to get a word. How was the form by? Form was great, Jesus. Warm in this box, I have to yeah. say. Um, but no, it's an unbelievable day for a game of football. Couldn't be better, like second um, of October, and it's um, the place is resplendent in sunshine here. So absolutely fantastic. And I have to say hello to Jerry as well. He's a great man on Twitter for uh, yeah. um, trolling certain politicians as well in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> uh, but uh, no fair play to him. Uh, what was I going to say? But this, um, we're really looking forward to this. Um, it's watching some of the Simmons lads um, kicking ball, and you know, for lads who are. They're so well known for the hurling. Uh, there's, there seems to be some tidy footballers there, so that'll be interesting there. I think we're going to have to open that door, lad. Yeah. And we get you to put the hand to it there, because it is absolutely boiling. It is like a sauna here. And it was the same yesterday, but I thought that was just because Lachlan were playing. Uh, yeah. But turns out, this this thing, if you look a little bit closer on inspection, is devoid of any um, opening window. 
it's just literally a pain at last. So it's a, a sauna slash greenhouse, I suppose, for want of a, a better way of putting it. So look, Novel Encounter, we all know these buckos from St. Mullins in terms of their county hurling exploits with the Mouse Cavanaghs, with the James Diles, the Jura Cody's, the Seamus Murphy's, Jack Cavanaghs, all them boys. Um, and last year, they, they really lit up county final day. Aska, you'd associate them, obviously, with having more natural footballers. It's probably a case of uh, natural footballers versus national athleticism. So, uh, you know, a tasty recipe for any junior B final. Yeah, absolutely. And even, like, look at John Dwyer. Like, I know John, um, you played with Tidwell in his younger days. Um, but John Dwyer is a, like, phenomenal footballer. Um, and I, when you were listing out the Aska team, um, and you mentioned William, William Long. I remember reffing uh, Aska years ago, and they had Mick Long and Brendan Short on the same team. Um, one a fullback and one that uh, half forward, Long and Short. Was, where else did you get it? Like, you know? <laughs> but um, no, and, and in fairness, um, like Vinny Sunder, Connor Bryan, um, corner forward. Um, I, I, you couldn't call this. I think I call it. I think I said Simon last week. But look at these two teams. You couldn't call it. Long and Short thing is interesting. Um, obviously the joint captains for uh, Fenna yesterday were uh, Tommy Brick and and uh, and Jamie Wall. We've never heard here. Great, right? So Steve Barmerick says Steve Barmerick says Nave one hit Brick Wall, uh, which I thought was an absolutely epic one. Uh, the game is underway, so we are just going to knock up a different display on the screen here, so you don't have to see our ugly mugs for duration of it. And uh, already on the attack there, we're asking Mick Yo joins us on uh, analysis here. As well, welcome to the sauna, Mick. You were not going to be uh, relatively cool in terms of temperature here, and I think that game is going to hit Boiling Point as well. We have athleticism here, Mick, versus uh, I suppose renowned, renowned football and exploits. So it's a tasty ingredient for any junior B final, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, sure, look, the Sam Mullins guys are preparing for a Leinster, uh, a, a, a kind of a tilt at the Leinster Hurling Championship. They're going to be in great shape. It's going to be who has the better football then to put it away, isn't it? Absolutely. We're on the attack here now, and it's uh, Seamus Murphy who gave great service to the county. Hurlers for years. He tried to pick out Jason O'Neill, who who lit up the county final here last year against uh, Clonmore. So uh, can he, I suppose, produce some similar exploits this afternoon? That is a big question. Um, Aska, as we've said, Brian will be looking to John Dwyer, giant captain in the middle of the field. You mentioned, you know, it's funny. Yesterday, I was saying Val Fleming was destined to play in a county final because if he hadn't transferred to Lachlan Bridge, he would have been playing with Fenna. Uh, if you look at John Dwyer, if he hadn't transferred to Aska, he probably would have been playing with Tyrone and possibly starting as well. Just mad the way these things work, isn't it? It's crazy, yeah. Um, in fairness, that was a lovely ball by Seamus Murphy. I, the um, forward on the far side, I think it was uh, Ushin Bowling, just didn't seem to commit to it. But uh, that was an, uh, an air chance. But uh, here come Aska out. Murphy in. Yeah, I think he's uh, spotted something off the ball. We, we never mentioned, actually, Billy Fanning is refereeing this one. So, um, it, Johnny Murphy's going to have a busy one, Mick. We were just saying there, he's, he's training... He's training Sam Mullins. He's reffing the senior final. There's no fear of getting the 10,000 steps up today. Uh, no, he'll have no problem. He, I say no, wh whatever he's having this evening, he'll probably have a bit of dessert with it as well. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be entitled to it. <laughs> yeah, so ask it to take this free. I think it's uh, Connor O'Brien and step up and take it. That's Vinny's son, I think, of uh, County Board fame. So yeah. Yeah. we'll give him a shout out here as well. Uh, he's gone short, actually, and he might take a return one here. And uh, ask it say, no, I'll have a pop there. And that is Dylan Roach. Now, uh, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but I believe this could be the so-called guy who works in the, the Dolman, who's been clocking up scores this year. I don't know if you have any insight into that. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. I don't know who that chap is. I was going to say about Conor O'Brien there. Conor was actually a very good sprinter in his day, believe it or not. So he'll definitely be quick off the mark and breaking out for ball there. And he was quick thinking on that occasion. Absolutely. Conor's a great man to eat as well, according to Vinny. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balancing life. Paul, Paul Keogh with the kick out here. 
as you mentioned, uh, we have uh, listeners in Australia and all over the world here already. Drop us a comment on Facebook and on YouTube, and we'll get to those. Staying with the action, St. Mullins on the attack. Jason O'Neill scurrying forward. Takes two solos, skips inside one, skips inside two, has a go, sends it in, sends it high. That looks good from here. That's a cracking score, Mick. Very good score. Well, Jason knows where the goals are from a hurling perspective, and I mean... An awful lot of those things apply when it comes to football as well. Got the ball, turned his man, and had nothing in his mind, only scoring, you know? You have a better view, you can come down this way if you want, because the camera's not turned on this shot. So uh, we don't want to be responsible for any neck problems. But some, some people would say, Mick, you always a fair neck on anyway, brain. <laughs> like a jockey's. <laughs> Kick out taken again. And uh, in there in the mix was Jura Cody, first time one. ball breaks loose on the ground. A little bit scrappy here momentarily. And in the end, Billy Fanning has awarded the free to Aska. I think that was Marty Cabinet looking to scrum it down there. I think Kevin, he was, uh, he was, he, he just wasn't letting them pass. Yeah. Certainly, sport that man can't play as you. Oh. That's a direct ball sent in by Aska, and in there the goal is Ben Dooley. He's been clocking up scores as well in this championship. That's a nice little neat left footer pass. He takes it back again. He's going to have a go off the right now, and that's a score that will grace any county final, Mickey. Absolutely. You know, Ben was a very talented footballer in school. You know, he, he, maybe he wasn't always the most committed to his training, etc. But there's no doubt in his ability. He popped that ball inside off his left, got it back, and very comfortable putting it over with his right. Yeah, three really good scores, in fairness, lads. With four minutes on the clock, Aska two, St. Mullins one. All the scores, of course, coming from open play. So a really good start to this Junior B Championship final. St. Mullins with the kick out once more. And attacking that ball was Paddy Bowling, but didn't break in his favour. Instead, Aska come away with it with Jamie Dorley. This guy looks uh, very, very busy. And that's a lovely ball inside to Ben, the brother. Another lovely ball inside. Beautiful football here from Aska. And another lovely ball. And they're in on goal. Are they thinking about going for the juggler? Brought down there was Jamie Dorley. Billy Fanning hasn't awarded the free. An advantage has been given. It's gone in, it's gone high. And I think it's borderline, maybe. I'd like to see Hawkeye. Jimmy Phelan was the one that got the shot away. Um, to be honest with you, it's probably a bit of caramel justice. They might have had a free anyway. Uh, the score itself, a little bit dubious. A little bit dubious. Now, maybe it curled over I kind of, I, when it had gone past the post. But from our vantage point here, it did look like it had gone over the post at best. But as you said, a bit of karma because I'd say there was a foul that Billy let go. And I think we have to compliment Billy if he was playing the advantage there. A man got hacked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a referee now, and, and you're criticising her. Ah, Jason, I tell you, we can't be, you can't be accused of being the referee's brigade today, so you. Marty Kavner breaks onto the kick-out. Marty Kavner has the head up, spots the run of Jason O'Neill. He's um, given a bit of hassle to Brian Hosey in these early stages. He's ghosted past him. He's bearing down on goal. He drops the ball, and coming out with it there is Niall Davis. Niall Davis would have played in a few county finals for the Blues uh, down through the years, in fairness to him. So he's no stranger to county final day. And ask it. Look to break out from the back with Danny Quigley. Kick forward to Conor Byrne, another man who uh, is very experienced when it comes to county finals. I actually think he played and won a minor championship with Greg Cullen back in 2010. So, uh, very, very good footballer, always was. Uh, his father, Mick, over Navon last night in that intermediate championship final. Bursting forward here is Jack Phelan. Tries to go past the second St. Mullins defender. Doesn't work out. And then he's uh, blown for a free. So St. Mullins are going to have an opportunity to build from the back. And uh, there to take that one is Paddy O'Shea. Great old pace to it, Mick. There is. And I was just, just thinking to myself, Kevin, there's about six and a half minutes gone. And I think it might be a feature later in the game that all this contact that, that Asker are bringing the ball into, I might come back to haunt him. Those St. Mullins lads will be hardy. They'll be fit. And they'll have been training away, as we said, preparing for Leinster. I think this might come back to haunt him a small bit. 
And they're in possession here now. St. Mullins with uh, James Doyle looking to pick out Paddy Boland. And he's just uh, beaten to the line there and asked to have that line ball. James Doyle lit up this uh, particular stage last year in the Junior C final, popping freeze off the ground, all in around the 45-yard mark. Apparently, he hadn't taken a free off the ground until about two or two weeks before that. But I tell you, if that's all it takes, lads, we're doing, we're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> it goes against everything that any principal or any coach would have in terms of practice. Bit of a freaking nature, James Dyle, though, in fairness. Here's Asking now bearing down on goal. Goal scoring opportunity. Ben Dorley skips inside. Ben Dorley shot. Ben Dorley goal. What a finish from Ben Dorley. Super, super finish. 1-3 one Aska. 1 point St. Mullins. Talk about composure, Mickey o. Absolutely. No, he had nothing in his mind from when he got the ball. He had one man to beat, sold him a lovely dummy and a really calm dispatch to the bottom corner. Super finish. Yeah, cracking finish, Brian. Apparently, I think it was a Conor O'Brien gave him the touch onto it. Um, like his first instinct might have been to grab the ball and get sucked into the two lads around him, but he, he spotted Dorley on the run, tapped it across to him and a calm as, as finish as you like. It's a while since I heard an air horn in the county final. Do you know what? It's bringing back scenes of days gone by. Big, big support here for these two teams here in Netwatch Cullen Park. St. Mullins on the attack with James Dial Has a go from 35 yards out. Tries to bend this one in. Super score from James Dial. Quality player, Mick. Quality player. Look, we were talking about him kicking freeze off the ground a minute ago. I think when you're built like Captain America, you can sort of do what you like there, you know? And James certainly fits that bill. That was a really, really sublime finish now. Yeah, cracking score. I said last year, even though it was just a junior's football, the skill set that you had in the athleticism that I felt he was good enough to play a senior county football. When you see things like that, why not? 100% like an athlete and uh, just has um, has abundance of skill um, in him one thing I, w I don't think we'll see today is any short kickouts it looks like every kickout is just going to be booed uh, let the midfielders contest it yeah long ball gone in again but ask you to deal with it and here they are now looking to launch an attack for themselves with Jamie Doherty plays a nice one too with Conor O'Brien Conor wearing 13 but out around the middle of the field here at the moment that's uh, a bit of a St. Luke's pass Thankfully, no one's going to end up in hospital just yet. And uh, Aska redeem possession once more. A very obscure Gary Owen, for want of a better way of putting it. And uh, they're still in around that halfway line, just looking to penetrate now with Conor O'Brien once more, switching the play over to the stand side. Getting the head up there was Dylan Roach, and he's looking to go past Darren Whelan. Whelan stands him up, and up forward from wing back, is Jack Walker. He has a goal from range. Comes off the post. It's dangerous. Now, St. Mullins, in fairness, deal with it. And they've uh, broken out with a bit of pace. I think there's a bit of a knock there for... Is it Dylan Roche was in around the house, maybe? Uh, could be getting that wrong. But, um, look, not none toward. He just went in to tackle the St. Mullins man. And he's ended up with a, a bit of a knock. But um, here's hoping he'll be okay. Fairness for the goal, I think it was actually Dylan Roche gave the touchdown rather than... Because Conor Ryan seems to be kind of more... Kind of deeper bit of a, kind of a role. So I think it was Roche come out and tapped the ball across to him. Um, I, th I think I'm right in saying this as well. This is the 40th year of the Junior B uh, Championship, as far as I'm That's well above my pay grade now, Cahirlock. <laughs> yeah, 1982, I think, was the first one. Uh, you would have been about 12 then, Mick, I'd say. Uh, uh, yeah, I, was, I just started working, Brian, at that time there. Yeah, I was actually a bit older than that. Um, no, but I, I, even though Junior B, and sometimes you can maybe, uh, unfortunately, things get labelled. So far today, like the quality of the scores has been very good. The athleticism on both sides has been good. But I just, I'm looking at someone like Marty Cabinet there playing wing back. And I think it's, it's what's great about GAA. There's a man that really has a national profile when it comes to hurling. And here he is tugging out at wing back or kind of nominally wing back for his club in the football championship. And it's, it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the really beneficiaries are the likes of St. Wallens with the, with the structure, Mick. I don't know. Are you a fan of it in general? Well, I, 
I am when you see things like this because I, you know, from a Saint Mullins perspective, they are very much hurling focused. But I think fair play to them putting a the team in. They came up out of junior C. It's going to give them a focus during the week when all this football, of course, is the priority. I presume they would still be doing a bit of hurling, uh, you know, on, on one of the nights during the week at least. But it's great. It's, it's certainly one of the benefits of it. Yeah, big time. I, I've, I've heard reports that the football has come out for maybe 15 minutes at the end of the hurling sessions that there's no out and out session apparently. But uh, it's, um, you know, fairly believable too, if, I, if I'm honest with you. But um, yeah, if you just join us, folks, 11 minutes gone in this junior B final. Alaska leading 1 3 to 2 points. The goal coming from Ben Dorley, a cracking finish as well, and a cracking move from Aska. Here's Jerry Cody, though, for St. Mullins. He picks out Oshin Boland. Boland has the head up. It's one-on-one -on -one inside there if he can get the head up, but he's been forced backwards, in fairness, by Aska's Jamie Dorley, and that's good tackling from Dorley. Hands in, hands out. And I would say Paddy O'Shea going up from centre-back. Jorah Cody across to James Doyle. Has a point already. He'd love a second one, but he's not going to get a bite out of this occasion. Instead, it's back out to Jack Kavna. He flicks one inside of Jason O'Neill. He's always or he's always in the score sheet as well. But he's also on the score sheet is what I was going to say. Uh, Jor Cody. Now back to Jack Kavanagh. They're going to have to switch this one. Jack picks out the brother Chris. Well, he doesn't actually. That was the intention. And Dorney has read it. And by hook or by crook, Marty Kavanagh rescues the ball. He's been fouled, I would say. Looked to have been fouled. But referee Billy Fanning says play on. Uh, he's uh, fumble possession. The other wing back is up there beside him. That's Eamon O'Shea. And in the end, Mouse has won himself a free. So I wonder will Mr. Dyle come over and keep this off the door? I don't think he is going there. I think Seamus Murphy's going to pop it out of the hands. But uh, yeah, look, it's, I suppose, good good traditional football. Um, I don't know if either of you two gents were in here last night. I'm not quite sure if you were, but the display that Fenna put on was absolutely sublime. Like, I think they're eight or nine different scorers, all six starting forward scoring. Um, when, when they click as a unit, they are absolutely super and they just weren't going to be stopped last night, Nick. No, I'm not trying to sound wise after the event, Kevin, but when we were speaking on Thursday, I did mention the fact that they have so many scoring threats. And even if you can shut down Cormac Lomax, Sean Smither steps up. If you shut down Michael Murphy, like they have a calibre of player, Colin Byrne, on the sideline last night. He's an excellent footballer. So it isn't a huge set. And plus, they got 20 scores overall in a final. That's some shooting. Yeah, it was as good a performance I've seen in the county final. Like, yeah, and I think of the two teams, no disrespect to, to Michael, um, probably be a hurling focus as well. Um, but Fenne will be the most likely of the two to come up to senior and maybe stay senior. Yeah. Um, now, um, obviously, with Bandarana coming down, who are Fenne going to beat? You might ask the question, but um, of the two teams, I'd, you'd be saying that Fenne will be the more capable of staying up, you know? Yeah, for sure. A um, couple of spam comments coming in. Imagine a junior B final in Carroll, lads putting in spam comments there. So if anyone sees that going on, folks, just report it or block it or something. I can delete myself, but uh, mad, like people trying to bung in on a stream of a Junior B final. But anyway, there is weird people in the world too. Uh, coming forward for Aska, Stephen Fennell. Seamus Murphy's free, yeah, sorry, yeah, I should have mentioned that. 1-3 Aska, 3 points, St. Mullins, 14 minutes on the clock. And Aska on the attack, Connor Byrne goes direct. There's a bit of space in front of that Aska full forward line. They look like they're going to make hay. What a dummy, that is from Dylan Roach. He shows a shake, he shows a bake, gets the shot in, it's just gone to the right-hand side. Lovely little shimmy. Super shimmy. The, the thing, again, I'm back to it. There's now almost a quarter of the game gone. I think Aska have been the better-looking team up to this point, but there is only a kick of a ball in it. And that's my, my rationale in terms of later on in the game. I think there's great physicality in this uh, Mullins team. Could, could go really close to the wire now. He's um, He's got a nice bit of style about him, Dylan Roach. He's, he's very, very composed as well, looking, you know, in fairness. And... 
no, the Dorleys haven't looked out of place. No one's looked out of place here today. It's a really good standard. Long kick out again. Ask underneath it with John Dwyer heavily strapped. And uh, Conor O'Brien picks up the loose ball, finds John Dwyer. Dwyer had a runner, which he was trying to pick out, but then fumbled the ball momentarily. Got a second bite at it. Picked out Conor O'Brien. Now it's inside of Jamie Dorley. Ask a thinking about a second goal. Dorley bearing down, and Dorley puts it over the bar. 1-4, Aska. Three points to Sam Mullins. Great move again, Mick. Yeah, really good move again. And it's really the two Dorleys in particular who are leading it here at the minute. That was a super score by Ben. Uh, sorry, that was a super score by Jamie. Ben has won one to his name already, I think. So, you know, obviously, those two guys really causing problems. For sure. Um, Brian, your, your thoughts at this particular juncture? Yeah, um, Aska very much looked more likely getting scores. A lot of space when they do come forward. And in fairness, Conor Brian. I just look at him now on these kickouts. He's hanging back, um, kind of between the the um, half back line, the Aska half back line, and uh, they're mopping up an awful lot of ball out there. But maybe someone's have a chance now to put a score on the board here. Yeah, Mouse Kavanagh coming up from wing back, steady on the ball, picks out his brother Chris, and now it's up with the other wing back, Eamon O'Shea. He's forced backwards, and he was going to hop the ball twice. He he did end up dropping it, and Aska come away with it. And it's the midfielder, Jack Phelan, who picks out Jamie Dorley. That's a dangerous ball. Well read there, in fairness, by Tom Cody of St. Mullins. Direct ball inside to Seamus Murphy. He was asking a bit too much of Seamus Murphy, and Conor O'Brien was in there to pick up that loose ball as well. Asking on the counter-attack now. Fumble by Conor Byrne. Jack Kavanagh is going to have a goal from 35 yards out. It's dropped dangerously. He might bounce over. I think it has bounced over, you know. So 1-4, four, Aske, four points, St. Mullins. Uh, I was going to compliment um, Conor O'Brien there just before Jack got the point off. You know, just the amount of work he's doing, coming back, wearing 13, he's been everywhere. Yeah, and I, again, I'll go back to his school days. He was always an accomplished footballer and it was saying to you, a very good athlete. Uh, it also has a, a very good brain there. He's back in that position for a reason. Just in that situation there, Conor, Conor Byrne, uh, with that ball we were talking about intercepted. Actually got quite a heavy belt, and it was nothing in it, but he got a heavy belt. And I would just be concerned all these things are going to add up for Aska, you know? Yeah. In possession now is Evan Market here. It's with the aforementioned Conor Byrne. He goes across to Conor O'Brien, and that's a neat pass forward to uh, Jimmy Phelan. O'Brien takes it back again. Another long, direct ball. Who's going to win it? Well read there by Darren Whelan of St. Mullins. No nonsense stuff. Just put the boot to it, and it's going to be a line ball for Aske on the halfway line. So it's, uh, it's weird to see uh, some of the hurlers with no helmets on. You nearly wouldn't recognise them without the helmets. Like, you know? well, if you see Darren Whelan coming for that ball, I wouldn't like to be peeling small potatoes from now later on. He's, uh, he's a fine fella, isn't he? Yeah. He's all there in fairness to him. Conor O'Brien hits the deck, gets a hand pass off. Jack Phelan sends it laterally across to uh, Jimmy Phelan. He's been fouled just inside the 45. And Aske... Are thinking about going quick with this, and then Billy Fanning says, What a pony there for a second horse. So I don't know if they got a kicker, maybe they have. I think Dorley's gonna throw her down on the deck, left foot as well. So I am a big fan of this. I don't think we see enough of it, even in the modern game. I know it's a kind of a, a bygone thing, really, but there's something elegant about a, a free taker off the ground that's, that's able to produce. I don't want to put the mockers on him now before he attempts this one because it is a nice bit out and I have put the markers on him but in general it's a great little asset to have isn't it? It really is and especially on days where you have a wind into your face etc and you really are much better off drilling the ball into that situation off the ground you know? Yeah. You have much more control. Aska with a high press here trying to pin St Mullins in but they've done well to work it out past the uh, 45 yard line 
and fisting the forward there was Mouse Cavanagh who Jason O'Neill I think he just clipped the ankles of Dylan Roach and Aska are going to have themselves a free on the 65. Roach had a bit of a niggle at, at Mouse with, with a shoulder to the chest and uh, Mouse didn't like it and um, unfortunately Mouse is the one that got caught. Yeah, and the 11th commandment is not to get caught. <laughs> so, unfortunately... Yeah. <laughs> you know the old saying, don't let me catch you doing that again. Don't worry, I won't let you catch me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pure teacher talk there now, absolutely. Here's uh, Conor O'Brien. Into Conor O'Brien. Takes a hop, plays a pass over to Danny Quigley. With O'Brien once more, there's some heat map on this fella today. Already with just 19 minutes gone, with Aska leading 1 4 to 4 points. St. Mullins, though, battling gamely and have made the most of the opportunities that they've had so far, limited enough as they have been. Jor Cody fists one up to Jason O'Neill. Now there's, uh, there's only one St. Mullins player gone inside the 45. O'Neill just couldn't get the head up. Aska got numbers back, and now O'Neill gets a second bite and pops a forward inside to Paddy Boland. Back to O'Neill once more. Here's the runner-up from wing-back, but O'Neill was just sloppy with the pass, and someone down on the deck here for Aska. Don't quite know who it is, lads. Maybe Eve spotted it in the middle of the field. Jack Field, is it? Danny Quigley. Danny, Danny, Danny Quigley, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking there, Kevin, as well, another feature of the game, right? Uh, and the thing about the GA. On the Aska side, you have so many recognisable names. Dwyers, Dorleys, O'Briens. Mm -hmm. And the same thing then when it comes to St. Mullins. You know, whether it's Dials or Cabinets or, or Bolands. It's just great to see that here we are in 2022. A lot of those names would have been there 40 years ago, Brian, as you were saying. You know, it's great to see. Same, the same those kind of having Malloy's and Radfilly or whatever the thing might be, you know. Yeah, it's just good. The heritage is good. The genes are not too bad either, Ryan. Yeah, so even um, when Rafili were playing their rogue, you're looking at um, Jordan Morrissey and Connor Dial. And in, in, in the 96, 94, and the 96, it was um, Noel Dial versus Jody, like, you know, and there were there were epic battles, you know. There was that. Um, rumor has it, or legend has it, that Jody actually played a, a county final wearing a pair of runners. And one, one man in the match kicked, I think, six points from play, and one man in the match. And um, I don't know if a lad will be left wearing runners these days that have been danced on, but uh, that, that's the. Looked like he was going around with a pair of Michael Jackson slip-ons a lot of the time when he was playing. He was he was floating over the turf, so he could have worn what he liked. I'd say now, yeah, slick operator. And talk about lineage and heritage there with Tommy Murphy, the wonder boy, obviously in that in that family as well. So, just a lot to be said for breeding. Here comes Aska now. They're looking to breed a second goal for themselves. Uh, just not getting the pass away at the end there. And Saint Mullins mopped things up. Saint Mullins just. You know, for all the lettuces to have, they're a little bit slow going from back to front, make I think. Oh, yeah, but sure, again, it's probably a feature of going from the small ball to the big ball. It's probably a case of where a fella comes off the shoulder and then launches the ball 60, 70 yards in hurling. It's a different kettle of fish here, but lads, there's only a goal in it. I, I still think with 10 minutes to go, it's going to be very tight. Yeah, um, in fairness, it's different energy systems, isn't it, that they're accustomed to? They are. It's really explosive for hurling. It's a hand pass. It's usually a long delivery and then scrap for your ball. This is more constant aerobic work, all right. Yeah. Aska coming forward with Jimmy Phelan. Has a point to his name already. He's just ghosting towards the 45 at a leisurely pace as well. Has an option inside. Uh, St. Mullins, by sheer weight of numbers, probably should have cut it out, but they, they didn't. And doing well for Aska was Roach inside. It's now back out to Connor Byrne. Need passing here from Aska. Jamie Dorley with the shot off the left, and it's just dropped into Paul Keogh's hands. Involved in the move there was, um, was it Jimmy Feen, I think it was, got the pass across to him in the end before he shot. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it was a nice little sweeping move, and Sam Mullins again looking to launch an attack. Like, 
there is serious room here for a big counter-attack if they can work the ball a little bit quicker because Aska just have kind of one loose man back there. Now, they have got to the halfway line and Chris Cavanagh says, right, let's go direct. And he has gone direct. Seamus Murphy in the race for possession with Niall Davis. Murphy takes a hop, takes a solo, needs support now. It's not coming overly quickly. James Dial then loses his footing. In go Aska. Seamus Murphy gets a boot on it. Jack Cavanagh has a bit of work to do. He prods it back towards Jerk Cody and now St. Mullins have to build once more from the centre of the field. But they have retained possession. James Doyle taking a bit of contact. It's actually Paddy Boland. My apologies. And it's uh, Marty Cavanagh now. Back across to Seamus Murphy. Murphy spots a nice little ball into Oshin Boland. Boland back out to Jason O'Neill. Aska being fairly compact. Tackling well too. Jason O'Neill pinned in in that corner there. And uh, Sam Mullins looking to inject a little bit of urgency. Jack Kavanagh looking to get a second point for himself. The less said about that one is the better. I think that's a first Sam Mullins wide. I think Aske have only got one as well. So, yeah, I mean, with 24 minutes gone, it's a real sign of, of how good the game has been. I know it scores have dried up somewhat, I suppose, in comparison to the first 10 minutes or so. But at 1-4, the four points, there's been great passages of play. Yeah, and there was a couple drop short there from Aska, one off the post and uh, going into the keeper's hands there a moment ago. But other than that, uh, there's been a good few turnovers on the middle of the field and maybe teams not building as much attacks as they'd like off the possession they've had. But here we go, St Mullins again. Seamus Murphy from way downtown, but I don't think it's going to creep in. Uh, he's going to get a second bite though, or St Mullins are going to get a second bite. Now, I don't know if this is Seamus Murphy territory, so you might see James Dyle having a go from the turf. Um, I don't know. I think we see as well why we, um, neither team are often for short kickouts. That's the first time Aska attempted one. John Dwyer came short for it. And as soon as he turned and looked up, he had, it looked like he'd acre space kick it into it, but there was nobody moving, nobody looking for it. Nobody was even, maybe was aware that he was even going to try and uh, take go for the short kickout. So uh, he got turned over then, and now Aska or Simmons have a chance to get a score on the board. So they're probably better off sticking to their uh, form and, and um, launching the kickouts out where, where Dwyer can make uh, hay in the middle of the field, you know? So James Dyle is stepping up to this one on the 45. Strikes it well. Is it going to come in? No is the answer. Lovely technique though. Oh, distance not a problem. Look, he's a pair of legs on him. He probably kickstarted a combine there, uh, Kevin. But no, he caught that really well. He just he just maybe sliced it ever so slightly. But uh, it's a tactic going forward. I think he's, he tore a combine as well in fairness to him. He has it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really does. And the mad thing is, I was actually looking at him closely doing it last year. A lot of time he doesn't fully follow through, <laughs> which is mad considering the distance he's getting without doing so. Uh, St. Mullins are going to have another opportunity here. It's Paddy Boland off the left. Paddy Boland swings it in. And this time, there's a better outcome for St. Mullins. They brought it back the two points. Aska won four. St. Mullins, five points. And a nice, neat little score from Paddy Boland as well, Brian. Yeah, that's the... the um... The entire full forward line for St. Mullins now have a score uh, to their name, so that's a good production from the first half from them. Um, I think what Mick said about um, the, the physical aspect and asking Karen to hit the contact um, come back to haunt them, I think we're starting to see that already, and we're not even at uh, half-time. They'd be far better off there trying to uh, buy men in space and, and uh, let the ball go early. You know, There's another bad kick-out. Jeez. Yeah, so St. Mullins have retrieved that one with Oshie in Boland, and um, he's looking for options in around the house he's gone long it's not a favorable ball Paddy Bona would have liked a little bit better I think there in that situation Evan Mackett here mops it up for Aske Stephen Fennell and uh, Mackett here not Mackett here sorry Fennell once more I should say breaking back out 
Jack Walker offering a bit of support. There is an Ask a Man on the turf now, and Billy Fanning is going to stop this one momentarily. Lads, it is absolutely boiling. We come in here with a body warmer. I was expecting maybe hypothermia. I think it's heat stroke we could suffer from here. It's a serious day. What more could you want for a county final? And Mick, while we have a bit of a pause, being from Tin Ryland, there was a great howl buzz around the place. We had a great offer the match program the other night, which we had a chat with you on, right? But uh, what's the feeling now a little bit closer to, to throwing time? Oh, it's, it's, it's very positive. Um, I, I think one of the things that's in Tin Ryland's favour is that they're so bought into uh, the whole system that they're playing. I, I think that's given them great composure in games that even when it's not going great, uh, let's say the first half against Rangers, the last day, I think they're so invested in what they're doing that they aren't going to deviate from it. And whether people like it or, or don't, it is, it is great comfort for them, I think. The other thing is, is that from the last day, uh, the like of, the like of, sorry, the like of Dermot Walsh there is a guy who can really up his performance. He's a super footballer. Um, other guys that maybe all the talk about Paul Broderick starting, uh, I, I haven't heard much talk about John Murphy. Again, another super footballer. So um, I think, I think Tin Ryland can really up their game from the last day. But of course, so can Palatine because again, Brian, in the first half against Radville, they probably weren't up to, up to much either, but that'd be fair to say. Yeah, and, and in fairness, um, like we, we could, I mentioned to a few people during the week about the pace that Pat have up front. But if there's no space for pace, um, it, you're going to have an awful hard time getting scores. But then the other thing Pat have is like to Shane O'Neill, who can um, swing balls over 40, 50 yards. So um, I'd say it's going to be a, um, an interesting encounter. But uh, we're back underway here, Queen Bean. Yeah, play has resumed. Um, Aska back to a full complement. All is right there once more. And just as I said, they've carried the ball out over the line, so they, they won't look at it entirely from that point of view. But in terms of uh, health and the 15 that started still been on the field, they absolutely have. Uh, we are hearing unconfirmed reports as well that Tin Ryland will line out the very same way as they did in the semi-final. So that puts the, uh, the Paul Broderick thing to bed. And someone going for a bit of a holiday, I think, here could be Jack Kavna. Uh, I didn't see the colour of it, lads, I have to be honest. I think it's a black card. I'm nearly certain it is. If Brian is going to go investigate, um, I, I think it is only a, a weekend away. I don't think it's a, a permanent holiday. So he'll be back there in about 10 minutes' time. Black card? Um, yeah, for a push, he um, checked your man after the, after the ball, apparently. But I didn't see it. Asking now on the attack. They've been started in possession inside in that full forward line in the last five or six minutes, in fairness to them. But now they have an opportunity to get another score. But the pass goes astray. And here comes Marty Kavanagh on the counter-attack for Sam Mullins. He's gone from the 45 to the halfway line already. He's broken inside the 65. That's a lovely ball in towards Seamus Murphy. The hop beats Murphy and his opponent, Niall Davis. There's a big race on for possession. The keeper comes out as well. The keeper takes no prisoners. That, of course, is William Long. And the ball has gone out over the line. Four minutes of additional time. MC Marty Barry has announced and Mick Yo. I'm sure you're of the same sentiment. If a keeper's going to come, he has to take everything. There wasn't a whole lot left behind there. Well, when you see those two guys, Seamus Murphy and William Long, it's kind of like the irresistible forces meeting the immovable object. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to be the meeting that sandwich, Kevin, now. No, that, that, <laughs> that, is, that is an Arctic and a combine harvester. Yeah. And in fairness, the keeper, he, he took a few steps and then thought about it, and then someone let her roar arm, and he took the sprint then. There's a, another score. Um, but I, think, I don't think Aska have scored for 10 or 12 minutes now. Um, so there's a real... It's all awesome. Mullins for the last um, 10 minutes. Yeah. And just a word on that score from Chris Cavanagh. There was nothing shabby about it. No, no. He, and a very confident kick. Like I mean, there was absolutely no lack of conviction. Really confident score off his left foot. Yeah. But again, I think the ominous sign is it's now six scores to five, only a point in the game. Yeah. 
Aska in command. 1-4 to 6. The uh, injury time has commenced. We're 40 seconds into that, so we'll have another three minutes odd to go. Aska have given away, I think so, yeah, just on the 45, so St. Mullins with James Dyle might have a crack at this. I think I'd be leaving it down to him anyway. It's definitely in the territory, and he is going to have a crack at it, so that'll knock another few seconds off the clock. This is probably nearly as, as central as you'd hope to have a free from in around the 45-yard um, line. Um, he's going to have the range, you'd imagine. The other thing is, with the difficulties that Asker are having with their kick out, it's a real legitimate tactic to go along, go along, have a go at it, put it away. Yeah, and uh, James Dyle has converted that one with relative ease. What an operator, Brian. Oh, serious. Jeez, I've been offering him a, a job somewhere in Philly and let him... Uh... Uh, we're going to need a free taker now if Brian Murphy doesn't um, uh, play next year. So we offer him a house and a, some kind of a job to move up because uh, we could do with him. Sort out, would you? Yeah, no, no hassle, yeah. <laughs> Good man. Oh, it's a loose hand pass from John Dwyer. So we have a game of legal, <laughs> level pegging. Uh, one for Aske, seven points, St. Mullins, and two minutes of stoppage time remaining. St. Mullins enjoying a real purple patch here with Marty Kavanagh. Looking to add another one, perhaps, for half-time. He's gone short to uh, Oshin Bolin. Takes it back off him. And uh, has all the time in the world. Takes a hop solo, then loses possession. Dorley gets a hand in. It was a good hand as well, in fairness. A very underrated facet in Gaelic football is tackling. And that was a, definitely a good one, getting a hand in. Aska are looking for a free. I don't think they're going to get one. There's that the soft going here today, Brian. Oh, Jesus. Well, that would have been the softest free in Ireland. Uh, we had a lovely view of it here. Um, Jimmy Feely just fired himself onto the ground. Um, but you might see that in the Etihad today, but you're not going to you're not going to get it in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park. But um, Aska have gone very quiet up front. Um, the, that's a great hit. They're going to need to do something to um, uh, turn the balance here because it's it's awesome, Mullins. Paddy O'Shea took a massive hit there off Jack Phelan, and Jack Phelan ended up on the turf. And in fairness to O'Shea, he is after really beefing up in the last couple of years. Didn't knock a funk out of him. And he's going for a ball here now again off the shoulder, which he doesn't actually get. Tom Cody goes another way to uh, Darren Whelan. And now it is with the aforementioned O'Shea. Back to Mouse Cavan. I think St. Mullins are just looking to gain here at halftime, or at least that's how it looks un intentionally or unintentionally. That's another story. But, you know, now there are coming forward out of their own half with Chris Cavanagh being hit late. Billy Fanning says play on. And now here comes Paddy Bowling. Can St. Mullins hit the front before half-time? Aska would be happy enough to see half-time at this particular juncture. But here comes Paddy Bowling. Bowling off the left, and Bowling sends it wide. Uh, all the approach play was fantastic. Great athleticism, lovely solo on and hopping, but just the final hurdle then screwed it wide. The other thing I'd say, Kevin, since Jack Cadden has gone off, I would say the possession is maybe 80-20 in favour of St. Mullins. They're doing a very good job of keeping it, and they look like the lads with the numerical advantage, if anything. So, I, again, when they go back to the full complement of players, I think it could be, it could be a, a few tough minutes for Aska. I mean, they're, um, they're being really clever. They're, as much as possible, not taking the ball into contact. And let, like, there's a man coming off the shoulder, letting the ball go. And it's the exact opposite with Aska. Nearly every man takes on a ball, look, goes looking for the, the hitter, takes into contact, and they get uh, held back and delayed. They're stuck in their own full back line now. Oh, there's half time. That is the last action of the first half. So, it's Aska 1-4. St. Mullins, seven points. Lads, we will take a brief sabbatical. We'll get just a quick word and a summary of the first half from Bowie before we do so. Nick. I, I think it's a fair reflection, Kevin. It's actually seven scores to five. Obviously, the goal for Aska, you know, is what's making up the difference. Aska being that bit better in front of goal, maybe a little bit cleverer at times up, up front. 
But I think St. Mullins' uh, physicality and just her kind of maybe, what, what is the self-belief or just being comfortable in here playing in the grounds, I think is the other side of it. Intriguing contest, all to play for second half. Brian, you'd be delighted to know Mayor of Carlo, Finton Fielding, is tuned in and listening to you, uh, former uh, juvenile Ascot player. Um, don't think he was too good, but uh, he's listening anyway. Um, <laughs> I think um, uh, you know, you had a half or two halves here, really. Um, in the first 10 minutes, I was wondering where St. Mullins was. I am compelled by the producer to say that that is the opinion of Brian O'Donoghue and not of the left wing back podcast. <laughs> He said, "Worse about me, it doesn't matter." But um, but in first first ten twelve minutes, you're it looked like Astor going to play all the football. Um, like to some of the scores, the goal in particular was a lovely move. Um, they seemed to have like patience and coolness in front of the goal, and you're wondering how we're set. Mullins going to match them for it. In fairness, for the last fifteen, maybe eighteen minutes of the of the uh, first half, there it was all awesome. Mullins. They showed some real patience themselves. There's some really good score getters, and they've a good spread of uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different scores that first half. So, um, at the moment, I'd say momentum is with St Mullins, and Asker are going to have to do something fairly drastic to try and swing it back in their favour. All right, one last word. Yeah. Just, do, do you feel the wind is any kind of factor, lads? The wind has been favouring St Mullins in that half. No, there doesn't look to be an awful lot in it, but I don't know if it is going to be a factor later on. Probably not. Hard to know, Brian. I think, in fairness, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I won't even try. It has. Look at the flags, they're not. They don't, yeah. I'd say whatever's in it, whatever's in it was obviously favouring Sam Mullins in that half, but I don't know if I haven't said that. A couple did drop short from Aska. I, I, I don't know. Just keep your eyes peeled on it, champ. Yeah. Okay, so that's where we leave it. We're going to take a brief sabbatical. We'll just put up a little logo here to say that the second half is coming soon. And uh, as we always do, we'll knock out the microphone so we can go give out about half the country without everyone hearing us. Talk to you shortly, lads. Folks, welcome back here tonight. Watch Colin Park, the second half of this Talbot Hotel Junior. The football championship final just about to get back underway. If you just joined us, it's Aska 1 4, St. Mullins 7 points. And we've had a, a very good first half. couple of comments to get to. Uh, Brendan Kyo says, Stuck in work for a day, unfortunately. Looking forward to the coverage, lads. Sound Brendan, Jay O'Reilly listening in from uh, Port there as well. Uh, he says, It's not trolling, lad, if they can't answer tough questions. That's in relation to Brian's remark about uh, Jay trolling politicians <laughs> on social media. So I'll give you the right reply there, Kahirlock. What did he say? He said, it's not trolling if they can't answer the tough questions. <laughs> 100%. Jay, no, you're keep doing what you're doing, kid. We're back on the way. Aska in possession with Jack Walker, Conor O'Brien, definite contender for man of the match in this game so far. Takes a return pass. Oh, beautiful hands from O'Brien. Just bobbled away then afterwards. But Aska now looking to get themselves a second goal, perhaps. But Dylan Roach wanted to have a goal for a point. It would have been his second one of the game. And it's not quite worked out in his favour. I think that's just Aska's second wide, St. Mullins three. So conversion rates haven't been too bad. Um, Steve O'Mara would say, would the expected score have been one four to seven at half time? Yeah, well, look, the expected scores thing is funny because it actually depends who has the ball, doesn't it? As I was saying the last day, if Paul Broderick has it, you can expect something from any pair. If, uh, if let's say someone like myself, you mightn't expect much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've never seen Mickey play, so I can't comment. I'm, um, I'm gonna. Withdraw with all comment uh, on that particular one. Ball back out again. Mouse Kavanagh in possession. Fisted into Paddy Bolin. He's a point to his name. He'd love a second one. The solo lets him down. He goes to ground though and he's been fouled. And James Dial territory all day long, Brainer. Yeah, just looking at light blue jerseys. Um, City beating United 4 0 before half time. So. You are joking, yeah? Um, he's not joking. That's, uh, that's not good. Um, was it Foden after scoring the fourth, is it? I think I think it was, yeah. That's not great. Um, 
It also didn't help that the uh, F1 was delayed an hour today. But anyway, we're here for the Junior V final. James Dyle sending it in, but he sends it to the left and wide. Yeah, pouring rain out in Singapore. We'll give a shout out to the Irish F1 show, our sibling podcast. Uh, that was the kickoff at uh, one o'clock. Not the podcast now, the actual Grand Prix in Singapore. Uh, but it was put back an hour. So that is the joys of it. And um, City making it an unpleasant afternoon. Brian, who do you follow in the soccer, actually? It's Liverpool, isn't it? That's grand, yeah. We'll move across to Mick This is not great. You're a United fan as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, back to, I suppose, the, the status quo on that front. But we'll stick to the Junior B final, which we're here to commentate on. Direct ball from Aska inside towards Dorley. It's back with Conor O'Brien. Conor O'Brien sending it in. Conor O'Brien sending it high. Conor O'Brien sending it over the bar. Aska back in the lead. Two and a half minutes into this second half. And Conor O'Brien now on the score sheet. Aska with five different scores, five or forwards scoring from play. Uh, they've yet to score from a free. So that's a, an interesting statistic. Brian? I suppose Conor O'Brien, um, that's his first uh, attempt at the shot. But um, like, but the, but the way they're playing him as a, a kind of a, um, a loose or a spare man, um, there should be more opportunities for him coming, coming late to an attack like that and getting more scores. So I am surprised that's his first attempt. But it was a good score. Good score indeed. Paul Kyo. Sends it long. That was a super take there from Jimmy Phelan in the middle of the field. He sends it across to Jack Phelan. He's a bit of work to do. Back to Jimmy. I don't know if these lads are related. Cousins. Are they cousins? Are they? Yeah, yeah. You're hitting one. You're hitting the whole lot. Since you, Phelan, with the line ball. Another one of those names is kind of synonymous with Asky. You know the Phelan family. It's uh, it's great to see. There's a neat little pass over the top. The intention is good. Is the execution good? No, is the answer. Reading that one is Darren Whelan. The St. Mullins fullback picks out Marty Kavna. Marty Kavna chased by Connor Byrne. Good tracking here from Connor Byrne. Yeah, great ball from Mouse Kavna inside too. Jason O'Neill. He's bearing down on goal. He's on the 21. He's on the 14. Tries to cut inside. Goes to ground. The ball was ripped away. Asker furious. Mick, what do you think? Uh, I can see the Asker guy's frustration, all right. He, he, I would say he engineered it. I'm not saying he dived or anything like that, but he knew what he was doing and that bit of know-how. He got in between two guys. And it, it looked like a foul, whether it was or it wasn't. The thing I'd say, too, about James Dyle in relation to the freeze, right? That bit of inconsistency he has, it shows you the value of practice. He's clearly a super athlete, well able to kick it, but there's hit and miss, whereas young Kavanagh here, fantastic. Yep, good conversion there from Chris Kavanagh off the left. That's his second score in this county final. And yeah, Jack Kavanagh has returned to the fray after that little mini sabbatical for the black card. Is that the same Chris Kavner that does the fashion piece in the Nationals? Right. Yeah. And he's a fashionable kicker as well. It all, it all works. Right, yeah, very, very stylish. <laughs> <laughs> Super stuff. Indeed. Here's his brother, Mouse, venturing forward. Mouse on the 14-yard line. He's going down a bit of a blind alley. Asker shouting steps. That's super tackling from Brian Hosey, it has to be said. And uh, St. Mullins has touched on the ground. And they're going to have a free now, Asker, with Niall Davis looking to get things going fairly quickly. They have men across their goal. One of those is Conor O'Brien. He goes to his midfielder, Jack Phelan. Now he's with the other midfielder, John Dwyer. Aska working it out past their 45. Good tackling though from St. Mullins, I think. It was uh, the corner back, Sean Dial. But Aska will get a second bite at it here. Billy Fanning is giving an advantage to Aska. It's not a crowing, so Conor Bourne is going to have a free here just inside his own 65. Aska with numbers left and right. They're also going to make a change here as well. We'll get confirmation of that with Marty Barry in a moment's time. And I think it's a yellow card for Chris Kavanagh. 
on the St. Mullen side here. And Asking now getting things underway again in towards Dylan Roach. He's marked very tightly there by Paddy O'Shea. Good tackling from Paddy O'Shea as well. St. Mullen's foraging there and Aska have to settle for a line ball. I think that change possibly is going to take place now. Black for Jack Havner with a yellow for Chris. I wonder is there one coming Marty's way eventually? You wouldn't know. <laughs> Three for the price of one, you. Kieran McLong for Danny Quigley. Aska coming forward a pace. Lovely run here. I think it's young Dorley venturing forward. One of them anyway. It was uh, Jamie Dorley. No nonsense defending from Paddy O'Shea. And I think Paddy O'Shea is going to join the card list here as well. Was he entitled to go for it like that? No? Is that rough? <laughs> he, he, he's entitled to go for it but uh, I think the execution mightn't have been um, fantastic unfortunately there from uh, Paddy's point of view if it was a senior game and you know going at 100 miles an hour it's not as if now it was an absolutely you know uh, zippy ball that was sent in or anything it was I think he knew what he was doing I don't think he meant to obviously hurt the chap or anything I'd say he just wanted to pull on the ball but um, I mean I'd say he could have pulled out of it yeah. as well, like, you know. To just, to just play devil's advocate on it, right? I think a lot of those things are from the fact that I, they simply aren't as accustomed to dealing with that kind of thing. Uh, whereas, if that's a hurling game, he has that extra reach with the hurl, he's flicking and so on. I think that's just a little bit of a lack of composure in that situation. I don't think it's malicious. Billy's, Billy's taken off for action anyway. So, I mean, I think I, I'd be on the side of he wasn't titled to go for it. There was a big collision there. If he was pulling out of the way, he'd be giving out to him. It's one of those unfortunate things, I think. Well, the, 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 back, the defender, it's a lose lose situation. Like, you're, you're a bollocks for fouling your man, and you're a bollocks if you put over as well. Like, you know, but um, uh, not much use to when you're lying on the ground holding your ribs. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> he's up now, moving well. Jamie Dorling gets a good hand in, and he's uh, engineered a free. He's forced Darren Wheel into over carrying and ask to have a free of taking it quickly. Connor Byrne to Jack Walker. Walker has a man inside. That is Dylan Roach. Dylan Roach takes a hop. Has a man inside. That's Connor O'Brien. Connor O'Brien takes a hop. And it's a loose hand pass. Marty Kavner reads it. Same one is coming away. Jura Cody in possession to Oshin Boland. Tom Cody coming out from corner back. Jack Kavner wants to go back. Takes a few steps. Gets away with it. Darren Whelan bails him out. Darren Whelan sends a hospital pass to James Dyle. And cutting that out is Stephen Fennell for Aska. Connor Byrne off the left sends a long one in, and I think Darren Whelan is going to take control of that. He has taken control of it. It's a defensive mark. I don't know if he put the hand up, but he took it quickly enough to not get blown for steps anyway. Oshin Boland. St. Mullins with a lot of possession, but a lot of possession inside their own 45 in the last 60 seconds or so. Aske putting him under a good bit of pressure. Oshin Boland by hooker by crook gets that forward to Sean Dial. He takes the hop. Then he's tackled hard, but fair by Jack Walker. And a ball has been sent, I suppose, in the direction of Jason O'Neill. But uh, Brian Hosey read it well. And now Jack Walker back in position once more. Neat little left foot a pass up to Jamie Dorley. Another nice left foot a pass, but it's read well by Paddy O'Shea. The intended target in there was Dylan Roach. Roach topples Paddy O'Shea to the ground. He's not giving it free. Billy says play on. Uh, Chris Kavanagh goes all the way across to his brother, Marty. Say one is now... Finally look like they're getting out of their own half. It's a long direct ball from Marty Cavan in towards Seamus Murphy. We've heard that said before. Maybe not in a football context. But uh, Niall Davis does ever so well to read that long ball. 
Jack Cavanagh goes into tackling Niall Davis. Seamus Murphy's in tackling Niall Davis. It's a great tussle for possession here. And uh, a beautiful back heel. Was it Seamus Murphy with the back heel? Unbelievable stuff. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. How's your confidence, Seamus? Some takers are good, huh? 10 minutes into the second half. 1 5 Aska, 8 points, St. Mullins. Very enjoyable. Talbot Hotel Junior B Football Championship Final. Last night, of course, Fenna became Intermediate Football Champions. Also, yesterday evening, a draw in the Junior A Final between Clummore and Lachlan Bridge, seven points apiece. This is all about the Junior B Final, and there's another change coming here. Alex Doyle. And uh, we're going back to the play, because Aska coming forward. Here's Dylan Roach. Dylan Roach on the right. Dylan Roach sends it in, sends it high, and Aska have gone back into the lead. Dylan Roach with his second point. Yeah, super sore from him. He 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 was got he got it facing the stand. Took a couple of the steps, composed himself, swung it over, lovely off the right foot. Uh, really worth two points to ask him because Simons had come down on the attack here, and Seamus Murphy with the back heel down the corner, and uh, ask it turned the ball over, and when not only got down the field but got the score as well. So it's a real sucker punch to to the boys from the south. The deep south. <laughs> I like that one, Brian. James Doyle gathered possession, but I think James Doyle is going to have to give the ball back to Philly Fanning. That is not a wasp inside their press box in October. Is <laughs> frantically, I actually wouldn't really knock off the camera to have people look at what's going on here at the moment. That's serious aggression. Yeah, it's only because it's the Michael colours, that's all. <laughs> here comes Sam Hollins. Here comes Paddy Bowling. Paddy Bowling sends it in, and he knocks it over the bar for his second score. We're back to a level again. 12 minutes into the second half. 1-6 Aska, 9 points, Sam Mullins. Yeah, a really great reply there. James Doyle, integral to it. One ball uh, went in, and actually very similar to two number 15s. Off the right for Aska there with Dylan Roach. Off the left for Paddy Bowling there. Game on. Yeah, short kick out from Aska. The recipient of that is Brian Hosey. Conor O'Brien. Sends it forward. It's uh, not a great pass. Probably the only real bad thing that Conor Ryan has done in this game. Again, I'd love to see stats on him. Must be involved in at least 20 plays. He is. And I mean, he made a great start to the first half. And that mistake is actually conspicuous. He's been excellent so far. Well, and clearly, the, the, the short kick out is not something they've ever worked on. Because that's twice now they've tried the short kick out. And as soon as they get turned on their own 45, they've no idea what to do with it. So they'd be better off lobbing it out onto John Dwyer and Conor Byrne. And then huge as they have in the middle of the field. It's probably could have went either way, lads. Been straight about it, but uh, St. Mullins it is who are going to have this free just inside their own 65 with Mouse Cavanagh looking for a short option. He has it there in Jarrah Cody. Another sub coming. Yeah, Connor Warren is going to be making away in a moment for uh, Bonnie Milingano. So, yeah, the change has been announced, but it hasn't been made because the ball has not gone dead. Here's a long ball inside which uh, John Dwyer has gathered on his own 21. Lovely pass from John out to Jimmy Phelan. Aska looking to make inroads here with Connor Bourne now on the halfway line. Connor goes direct. Plenty of space inside. Plenty of room for Dylan Roach. He's been marked tightly though by Paddy O'Shea. And poor pass in, it must be said. He missed him on the first time. He didn't need to try to take him on a second time. Like, oh, just. If you're the full forward there now, you'd be fuming because uh, you're, you're, you're watching, you're seeing your, one of your best players, Dylan Roach, beat his man. Now give it in to me. And he turned back, and it delayed the thing three or four seconds, and Simon turned back. And it could be capital punishment here now because Eamon O'Shea has sent a long one in towards Jason O'Neill and Paddy Ball and pushing the back by Paddy Ball, and, and it's going to be a free out. So Conor O'Brien 
will take that particular one. Uh, look, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a dip in quality, Mick. Um, I suppose it was hard to maybe see it lasting over 60 anyway, just given the nature that is Junior being. You have to make exception for energy systems, as you say, and um, I suppose varied fitness levels. We know St. Wollens are doing a lot. Ask you to train well too, but at the end of the day, you know, I suppose maybe training requirements, not that they don't train as hard, but training requirements of Junior we are probably that little bit different too, I suppose. Yeah, and even the games themselves, like obviously games over the season bring you on fitness-wise as well. Do you know anything I'd say about that last ball in for Askin? It was actually Ben Dorley that was in there in a one-on-one and the quality of the ball was was Paul. The quality of the ball was poor. But Ben Dorley has already shown in this game, if he gets chances, he's dangerous. So I think Sam Mullins could be playing a dangerous game there. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking to go long again this time with <laughs> long indeed. Long with the long ball. But it's gone too long. It's gone over for a line ball. Yeah, you were getting really excited about that one. Really, really excited. But there you go. It's your time to shine. It's Chris Kavanagh in possession now. Again, if you're hearing this loud and clear, we have uh, different, uh, I won't say software, but definitely different hardware with a microphone here. Give us a shout if you're listening on Facebook and on YouTube. Let us know how we're sounding and let us know where you're listening from as well. Seamus Murphy bearing down on goal. He's on a 21. Fist one across to James Dial. Dial on a 21. Dial inside. Jason O'Neill. Think about a goal. Jason O'Neill goes to the ground. This is going to be a penalty. Brian O'Donoghue is off his feet with excitement here. 15 minutes into the second half. Same Mullins with a penalty, Mick Yeah, this is crucial. And look, it was a penalty. There's no doubt about it. Jason O'Neill was going to pull the trigger. He was taken down. Really good approach play there. James Dial, integral to it. Seamus Murphy. Really good ball in from Artie Cabinet. It was a great team move. I wonder, can he stick this away now? Yep. Murphy stepping up. Big Shammy, by the way. It was a big Shammy playing in green away for Fermanagh. Shammy quickly and Shawnee quickly. Seamus uh, uh, Murphy is definitely of that stature. He's wearing green and white. He'd love to score a penalty. He has scored a penalty on county final day. Same Mullins 1-9, Asker 1-6. Just the way this game is uh, panning out, that's a big, big moment. It is. and I, I did say earlier on in the game, I felt that with 10 minutes to go, I thought Asker were going to need a bit of a lead. I, I, are they able to overturn a three-point deficit now? I don't know. They have a bit of a task on their hands now, do Asker, with plenty of time in this one still. William Long sends it out to Dermot Long, who's gathered it. And uh, it's been touched on the ground by John Dwyer and Marty Kavanagh will have a free for St. Mullins and he has options as well. He's going to go backwards to Oshin Boland. Boland with all the time in the world on the ball now. I wonder if Raskin maybe just run out post slightly to have bodies back too. Maybe they're looking to, I suppose they haven't really got bodies back deep, but to have him back around the 45 as such, with a lot of space in behind still. Now they're retreating slightly as St. Mullins come forward. Jack Kavanagh. Not to say something negative, but uh, St. Mullins could win this game without scoring again. That's the way this thing is shaping up now. So, And they're well capable of uh, just holding out. So um, the pressure's on asking now to uh, make a change, do something. They're uh, moving the ball pretty well. St. Mullins, they're not gaining any yardage as such, but they're happy enough to keep it in around that halfway line. Now Mouse says, nope, I'll drive her in long here and see what the crack is. Seamus Murphy underneath it. Niall Davis gets a hand on it. Backs ball all day long. Brian Hosey, like all good cornerbacks should. Picks up the loose ball. Now it's across to his other cornerback, Evan Mackett here. Ask to have the free. Probably should be about five yards back. Now Billy has spotted it. Uh, that direct ball, while it's exciting and entertaining for the crowd, it is a back spot. If you're Niall Davis there, you're saying, all right, keep doing that. I'm happy enough. It is, Kevin. The only thing I'd say is in a game like this, I always think of the guys guarding the president. They have to get lucky all the time. The fella trying to kill him when he's get lucky once. So a long ball in here could break the right way back in the net, maybe. 
That's Karen the president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I Does the here look get, get, uh, get guarded? No, James, no. Could do it sometimes. I think, I think the, people... the dangerous people need to be protected from the Cahir look. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. <laughs> so, in fairness, I'd love to. Is there a faster physio than Leah Mullins in the country? She's like an absolute firecracker when she uh, comes around to the field. Um, that's the first time I've seen her come on, actually. But... Early after hitting the deck by the time she's out. It's almost like a telepathic thing where she understands you're about to get injured. Anyway. Yeah, we're not favourable ball, but. Now, Jerk Cody, the hands off, but you just kind of follow through regardless. So, Conor O'Brien looking to inject another bit of urgency into this Aske attack. There's another man I would not like to be facing down a dark alley. Hard as nails, fully committed. You know, we haven't mentioned him much in this game, but a, a great asset to have. Jack Walker sends her in. Long. It's broken inside there. And, yeah, it's gone wide. Didn't quite know what was going on there for a sec, but... The same one as Wide's tally is uh, building up a little bit now. I think they're on a tally of five. Open the correction on that. I think if I was um, John Dwyer Sr. Uh, in charge of Aska, I'd probably be thinking about doing something mad now. Like, give John Dwyer or somebody five minutes inside the full forward line and, and just ch do something different. And don't let patterns uh, develop or change a pattern because, uh, and especially in a Junior B game where anything can, can happen, uh, why not change it up? And even your, the... the Bring Bunny Milangano out. Um, like he looks very athletic. Let him back into the half back line and um, send him forward. Like or send him, you know, coming forward. I agree with you on that, Brian. Sometimes if you're stuck in a bit of a rut, you need to do something just to shake it up a little bit, just to freshen things. I'd agree with you. Remember Robert Hoot up um, striker in the Champions League semi final or something. But that was mad. Better than that. Remember Paul Warhurst scored about twenty goals one time for Bolton. They moved him from front to back, and he he he, he took out. Remember that? Yeah. So. Gary Doherty. Jesus. What match was it, Gary Doherty? Uh, and he put the head down. And remember, the, he, the centre half for Armenia or someone had it. And Doherty from the half of the line just put the head down and ran in a straight line. And by the time he got to your man, the ball was firing in the pitch like it was. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Sean Brennan and Liam Brennan of Lockton Bridge walking up here. Uh, Sean was back around for the final yesterday. And he's back around for the replay next weekend, whenever that's on Saturday or Sunday, but he's not eligible to play because he actually transferred. So, yeah. Here's some of the Palatine panel coming out now, heading out to, to, to go out there and start their prep on the outside pitch. They're looking good form. Yeah, Jason Kane with a big smile on his face, looking nice and relaxed. Shane O'Neill looking very focused. Jamie Kenny nice and relaxed. Uh, I did hear reports that uh, Tomas Kenny is back in the vicinity again for this particular game. I'm uh, just going to keep a close eye there. Having... Um, um, my missus and his mother are uh, friendly and I, they were all in my most of their night and when, when Anne went home, uh, Tomas was there to surprise her again. So I can confirm he's in the country anyway. And there he is with uh, a moustache that Ron Jeremy would be proud of, in fairness to him. He's back in the fall, looking to make a big impact on county final day. Craig Carney passing up by us as well. He designed a website for us that uh, still hasn't been updated with content, but uh, we're working on that one. We get to it eventually. It's been a busy time. St. Mullins busy in possession here, looking to get themselves a score, but Paddy Bolin took a few too many steps, and Aske want to uh, come forward here with pace and urgency, and Mouse Kavanagh says that's not going to happen. Mouse Kavanagh wins a free, and we might see James Dyle having another pop off the ground. I'd say Chris Kavanagh might fancy it as well, but uh, 
yeah, kind of a mad segment to play there, Mick. Yeah, it, it is. It's becoming fairly fractured there now, Kevin. It's um, and I think you're right. I think fitness levels are a big contributing factor. Maybe a bit of tension as we approach the last ten minutes of the game here now. But um, currently, one six one nine, and as Brian said, I don't think it's going to take an awful lot more scores to win this game. Yeah, it doesn't seem to. In fairness, was yellow card dished out there as well, Dunzer. I think it was. Um, was it seven or not seven? He's gone. Jamie Dorley was it? Yeah, so Chris Cavan looks to come around the corner with this one. Strikes it well. I think it's going to tail off, though, unfortunately. Yeah, and it has tail off. There's Pat O'Flynn, the man in charge of Palatine. Making his way up past us here. Starting to pad out during the week. Did an interview. Then two days later, I said, what's the story? We're not letting Snack over to do for the match. He said, you wouldn't see Brian Cody or his background here enough for the match. And I said, well, uh, there's Brian Cody never had a lad like Snackbox underneath him. So I fully understood. Pat was a good lad as well. So that's Conor Warren, lads. Conor, Conor Warren's been taken off about five minutes ago and he's just walked up past us here on the terrace. But he's young for that. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, um, there is going to be a free here for St. Mullins, I think, on, what is it, about maybe, would you say 30 yards out? Approximately, give or take a few. Very close to the sideline on the stand side, Kevin. Yeah, I think it was actually Conor O'Brien back tackling really hard with Seamus Murphy went down. So I'll just tell you that Conor was going in hard. Seamus is not a man to go over easily. But it's, uh, it's another free now. It, it kills a bit of time. And Asker really are lacking any kind of momentum at the moment. Yeah, so a bit of a break in play. Just to recap, with seven minutes left, as lads have said, it's uh, St. Mullins 1-9, Asker 1-6. Lee, Lee Kane coming in for, didn't quite, for Jack Walker. Go ahead, Mick. Just, just while it was a break in play to develop your point on Pado, I think you'd have to give the Palatine Club a lot of credit for taking a punt, so to speak, with Paddle, because he is obviously more renowned as a hurling man, and it's obviously worked out well for them this year. Sure has indeed, in fairness. Uh, it did raise a lot of eyebrows at the start. Looking to raise a white flag with Seamus Murphy. He's not going to, but it's dangerous in around the house. What a take that is from John DeWire. His uncle Tommy would be proud of that one. Aska and Tin Ryland, great, and indeed Carlo, great as well. But uh, Aska, having got her possession, have sent it straight back out to Seamus Murphy. He sends it back in goers, but he also sends it to the left. And wide. Here comes Tin Ryland. Out to do their warm up. Looking to win a first championship here since 1981. They look uh, relatively calm as well. John Murphy's in good form. He's always in good form. Well done to him. Great success at the ploughing recently. That's a super catch from Bonnie. Yeah, super. There's definitely a chant in there somewhere. <laughs> Bonnie Millingano. We'll be chatting that if the wind with a bit of work to do, if that's going to happen. It is with Lee Kane. Kane takes a, a one-two. And uh, then the ball is given away. Mouse Kavanagh inside the James Dial. These boys have teamed up for goals in the past. Here comes Dial on a 21. He's on the 14. Inside the Seamus Murphy. Murphy with the shot. St. Mullins with the goal. 2-9 St. Mullins. 1-6 Aska. We are not, I suppose blinkered by a move like that which we have seen in the past we just haven't seen it with a football before Mickey oh. no but sure, again those lads know what they're doing they're running in on that goal they've done it a million times they now have a six point lead and it's really hard to see that being overturned with five minutes to go Werner Mullen the Tenorian chairperson has just walked up he got a handshake off one pal lad <laughs> and I mean a young pal lad now about four or five years of age the second I went to give him a handshake and then just pulled it up and did the old, uh, <laughs> the old ghosty last minute so uh, yeah that's the joys of it all part of the fun and the crack as well. Here's Marty Kavanagh looking to add insult to injury from an Aska point of view. But uh, 
put more gloss on the scoreboard from a St. Monas point of view. Not going to happen initially, but Jack Kavanagh has it now. He looks to switch it across to Paddy Boland. Paddy Boland does ever so well to keep possession, swings off the left, blocked down by Niall Davis, comes back out. Seamus Murphy sends it in, sends it high. It's dangerous. Jack Kavanagh is in there. So too is Oshin Boland. Billy Fanning says that's a free out. So another sub coming in for Aska. Yeah, but just that's the second then. Yeah, Jimmy Fielding is making way. Didn't hear the full announcement there. Yeah, yeah, we get that there in a sec. Yeah, but uh, look, four minutes to go. St. Williams 2 9, Aska 1 6. Pat Cody's five year plan is looking good here. Pat Cody's five year plan, I'm not familiar with that now. Pat Cody's five year plan was to be senior within five years. Really? Well, not, like more so tongue in cheek, but. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something, a very accomplished footballer himself in his day, Pat Cody, you know, and even the like a Pat Murphy before and played county football with Carlo, you know, it's great to see. As Dylan Reams in for Jimmy Phelan. Um, but that, that's that's the second time um, St. Mullins have got a score, and um, but, but um, our our friend Bonnie here um, pulls an absolute um, peeler ball out of the sky, and from the the free then that he got um, interception goal, and it's game over. Conor O'Brien going on that stand side, Aska foraging away here with John Dwyer, facing out to Brian Hawsey. And uh, it's going to be a free, actually. I think John Dwyer still on the deck, so they're bringing it back for that one. Lots going on here in front of us. The uh, Senior Football Championship Trophy is out, and it's in that, what I call, dead trap last night. Um, the long ball sent in. It's dangerous. Here's the collection pipe band. County final day has officially landed when you hear the collection pipe band. Now, uh, yeah. Got away with it momentarily. Eamon O'Shea breaking out for St. Mullins. Good tackling there by Bonnie. Dylan Rams coming through. And here's Bonnie again tearing through on goal. Looking to get a shot away. Fisted across the standard. St. Mullins have to deal with it. And I thought it was going to go for a 45. But it's actually stayed in. Big tackle there. And uh, St. Mullins win themselves a free. I just want to say, lads, I hope they're not banking on uh, another episode of uh, a Sean Murphy incident which happened here last night. And he ended up down in that dead trap. If he does, that Nationals Cup is in Switzerland. That's all I can say. But anyway, hopefully not. Hopefully not. It wouldn't be the first time it would have to have been repaired in the last 12 months. Uh, and that, should, that story will go no further. Yeah, nothing to do with Raffili. Disclaimer out there. <laughs> nothing to do with Raffili, but I think the, the trophy was only done up last year. So um, figure it out for yourself. I believe in the modern parlance, that's called a humble brag, isn't it, Kevin? Uh, because I think you can only do the cup damage if you had the cup. Isn't that about it? Yeah. yeah. Process of elimination. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, glad to see that it is a cup because, uh, as a wise man once said, you can't drink over shield. <laughs> Deficit that they're currently enduring. St. Mullins in control of possession with Marty Kavanagh again. He has an option, but it didn't quite work out. And Aska turned it over on the St. Mullins 21. Go on. Pissing it across. <laughs> He's Jack feeling. Dunzer wants an Aska score. <laughs> Impartial as always here on the Left Wing Back podcast. And in goes Jimmy Feeling, or Jack Feeling, I should say, with that one that's gone to the left and white. Look, as a neutral, you'd be wanting Aska to get a score here to make it interesting. Again, I suppose, but um, 
Look, it's, I think it's done and dusted, Mick. It is done and dusted. I think their scoring rate has slowed so dramatically from about 20 minutes in. Like They were going really well up to that point. Uh, the Ben Dorley goal was really probably the most, the most skillful moment in the game. But just the energy levels as the thing wore on and the attritional nature of belts. And it really seems to have favoured St Mullins in that regard. Yep, so Paul Keogh lining up another kick out. He'll probably look to send this one as far as he can, I would say. He sees Jack Havnow on the wing. He sees Paddy Boland as well. Boland goes high. Jack Havnow goes in for the break and wins it. Sends a right footed pass down towards Jason O'Neill. Good hand in there from Evan McIntyre. And uh, it's going to be a line ball to ask it because I think O'Neill got a bit of a touch after McIntyre got the tackle in. The pipe under here in force, Brian Dunahoe. Shivers down the spine by. Yeah, yes. Pity there's no green and gold because uh, they march behind them. Um, but it's, it's one of the, my favourite things, I'd say, in, in the world is uh, the pipe band on country final day. Just uh, something special about it, isn't there? Like, it just makes you, the hairs in the back of the neck stand up and just, it, it, be, it means something's coming, you know? It's, it's great. Definitely. Uh, ask it with a line ball now on the stand side with Conor O'Brien going to take it again. He's been absolutely brilliant. In fairness, long ball sent in. Darren Whelan reads it. It breaks inside, and out comes Sam Mullins once more. That's uh, there is no official left wing back podcast manager match, but if we were to give one to someone, who would be giving it to Mick? Your who would be your choice? Uh, I, I thought Jason O'Neill has been fairly consistent throughout. Seamus Murphy in the second half has been a real handful. Uh, did he get both goals? He scored the penalty and he stuck away that one well from play. I don't know. Seamus has a shout there. Marty Kavanagh has been on an awful lot of ball. Just to go on the Aska side there then, uh, we had some very good high feeling from John Dwyer. Conor O'Brien has been very, very solid throughout. Uh, we can't forget Bonnie Milangalo. He's the man, oh. I was thinking of that chant there since you said it, Kevin. But um, no, I, overall, overall, for the biggest impact on the game, I don't know, Seamus Murphy, two goals. Yeah, I think so. Brian? Um, yeah, Seamus Murphy. Um, like, I often wonder, like, man in the match, like a lad can win it in the last minute with... Um, uh, with a score like I think back to Danny Moran's pointing uh, to win against the Rogue, that kind of a score. Uh, here's Aska on the attack. Oh. But um, so, so big moments when win your games and the fairness to James Murphy. Okay, one goal was a penalty, so you can't give him maybe too much credit for that. He took it well. Um, but in terms of uh, what's influenced the game the most, it's the scores for James Murphy. Yeah, I, think, I think in relation to the penalty as well, he was integral to the build up. It was Je- it was Jason O'Neill was taken down for it. But Seamus had a big, big hand in, in actually creating the chance. So, you know, look, I suppose the same Mullins lads aren't going to mind. They look like they're getting two promotions, one after the other. And Pat Cody uh, looks to be on, on, on course, doesn't he, Kevin? He does indeed, yeah. Uh, Connor O'Brien has uh, slotted over a consolation score. St. Mullins did get a score in the meantime there as well with Eamon O'Shea. Uh, it's 2-10 St. Mullins, 1-7 to Aska with uh, two minutes of added time played. How many, how many did he add on? I didn't hear. Was that? Yeah, it's, yeah, look. Seamus Murphy is, is making way here. Unofficially, he's, he's been given the left wing back man of the match here. So uh, he's been he's been very, very good. Check on the way too. Um, Same way to get here, look. <laughs> in a brown envelope. Uh, I'd make it, and it could be wrong, I'd make it at St. Mullins have created 18 scoring chances and Aska have only created 11. Uh, so that in itself will tell you how the game's going. But here come Aska again. Zargy Bargy, we don't want to see that in county final letters. Absolutely no need for it whatsoever. Aska bearing down on goal. Aska get a goal, and it's Dylan Roach who has slotted it to the back of the net. And it's now 2 7 Aska, 2 10 St. Mullins. 
maybe, just maybe, this one isn't done yet. Dylan Roach popping up with a goal. Now there's been a bit of argy-bargy, as we said, in the lead-up to that. We were somewhat distracted by it, actually. And then when push came to shove, Dylan Roach put one in the back of the net. We are back to a three-point game. Mick, yo, it's all happening. Six minutes. So we've two and a half left here. Can't ask a salvage something. We thought this one was done and dusted. All of a slap. The game is back in the melting pot. And it's a red card for Bolly Milangano. Kevin, I, I saw the linesman going in very, very definite. I think he may have kicked out on the ground. Whether he meant it or not, though, I don't know. But obviously, ask it down to 14. But they have a bit of momentum now. I wasn't expecting this. No, I, we thought it was done and dusted. We weren't expecting six minutes of additional time either. Uh, Paul Kyo is going to line up this one. Ask it down to 14. Same one is in command. Same one is 210. Ask it 27 with two minutes of additional time. And ask it going for possession, but not getting it. This one is still all to play for, having said that. Same one is will look to just keep the ball for the last couple of minutes. Jack Kavanagh prods one forward to uh, James Doyle. James Doyle looks to cut inside. Stephen Fennell shakes and bakes, sends it in. But uh, it's gone a mile wide in the end. Ask I need to get the ball. And William Long needs to send this one out towards John DeWire or somewhere in that general vicinity. John DeWire has a yard on Chris Kavanagh. Out it goes in his general direction. DeWire rises for it, gets a hand on it, but no one there in behind for the loose ball, only Chris Kavanagh. St. Mullins bombing on, looking to get another score here just to put a bit of daylight between the teams all together. They have a free. They won't be in any great hurry to take it, you'd imagine. And um, Marty Kavanagh is going to take it, actually. And again, he's not in any great hurry. But look, that's what you'd be saying to him, wouldn't it? Yeah, Fairness. Overall, good time to say as well. The, the entertainment value in this game been very, very high. Like we're after getting, what are we getting? Four goals, 17 points all told. We have excitement down here now to the last minute. A really great advertisement for the junior B grade. Yeah. St. Mullins on the attack. Aska putting him under all kinds of pressure. Ball breaks loose. In goes St. Mullins. It's uh, Oshin Bowling, but uh, Aska... Trying desperately hard to overturn it. The clock has actually stopped on 35 minutes. Any chance that joke could take on for another minute? I don't know how far into the 36 it has gone, but we're definitely minimum 35, 20, I would say. And Aska will have a free. There is a break in play. And so standing sportsmanship as well, because in goes Paddy Bowling to stretch out Niall Davis, I think it is, who's on the ground with a bit of cramp. Up Davis gets. On Aska go with the ball. They have to get forward. They have to do with a pace. They have to try and engineer a goal. Can they engineer a goal? They're on their own 65. They're broken across the halfway line. They're venturing forward. Jack Kavanagh commits a foul. And it's no free. It's a stonewall free, I think, lads, for me. I have to be honest with you. I don't like giving out criticism. But I think it possibly was a free. Same one has looked to wrap it up. Down the field goes their wing back. Eamon O'Shea has gone wide. Is there time here now at this point? He's given a 45. I don't want to make a big thing over, lads. I thought it was a free, personally. Mick, you Yeah, I thought so, too. Look, again, nobody wants to be critical of referees. They're making split-second decisions, but it did look, in the context of the game, it certainly looked like a free, yeah, from, from what we've seen previously. It's, yeah. it's actually a massive point because, obviously, if Aska get that, they can launch a ball in, maybe get a break. As it, as it is now, you would think that this will be a real insurance score, even an insurance wide. Yeah, and Played the man rather than the ball, and um, Ferris Billy was on the far side of him, so maybe he just didn't. Maybe it looked like he was tacked in the ball, but um, it, was, it was a very aggressive challenge. Um, and Ferris, like Jack, only had one thing on his mind stopping your man moving anywhere. Um, but um, I wouldn't say it's going to make a difference at this stage. James Dyle looking to wrap it up for St. Mullins. James Dyle with a super connection 
from the 45 <laughs> to 11 Mullins to 7 Daska. It had another 5 metres on it. You know, I'll just tell you again, the value of practice is after hitting two absolute clinkers and missed maybe one he should have gotten. So, look, very impressive from James. There's still a bit of time in this. Well, it looked to be for a second anyway. St. Mullins are on the attack door once more. James Dial again sending it in and high, but it's gone right and wide. I think it must. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Billy, I think is going to allow Aska another opportunity, but they need two scores. So hard to know what the crack is. Short one taken from William Long to Evan McIntyre. The irony of Long going short. Across to Niall Davis. Breaking out past the 45. Takes a hop. Passes it up as far as Jamie Dorley. Dorley goes off on a bit of a solo. Sends or attempted to send in a long one. He was half blocked down. Niall Davis finds himself on the far 45. Davis goes to the ground. Don't think that was a free. Davis isn't happy. But uh, I think in fairness, Billy's got that one right. That is almost certainly a free. And Mouse Cavanagh is not impressed with Dylan Roach. Mouse Cavanagh doesn't need to get involved, in fairness. Like, it's a big tackle. It's a, you know, it's a free. But, you know, you have your free. Calm down. All will be right with the world. Yeah, I'm reminded of that. What's about long going short? Kevin, another one about a once new girl called Virginia. They called her virgin for short, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> that is up there. But it's some of the best I have heard on any commentary of any game. <laughs> Okay, here, look. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that job, Mick. Because uh, short as ever rain, I don't. It was, it was very, it's very good apparently. Look at this sabotaging from bloody, bloody chairman of the county council. Anyway, all fun and loving games. Uh, it's all over. Saint Mullins are the 2022 Junior B Football Champions. They have defeated Aska by 211 to 27. Entertainment value definitely there. Yeah, you have four goals and 18 points in the game. Uh, it really ebbed and flowed. You had Aska came out of the blocks looking really, really good. I had a concern at the time that definitely the kind of attritional nature of the of the hits that were taken was going to add up. And to be honest, I think that is what happened. Um, two goals from Seamus Murphy really turned the game on its head in the second half. The late goal then from Aska really gave us a nice bit of excitement. I didn't realise there was that much of injury time. Maybe I missed something, but was there nearly was there eight minutes? Was there, which yeah, it was, it was quite a lot in the end. But look, overall, uh, a, a, a very entertaining game. Some very good scores. Some inconsistency, which you'd expect maybe with guys playing at, at junior B level. But a great game, and I don't think you could argue. I think Sam Mullins deserved it. Yeah, have to agree with you on that one. Um, Brian told me off there. He's looking for the Carol Wainer job. <laughs> Hence the sabotage. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be given a job. I wouldn't manage Mick Hughes dinner dance affairs. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> manage a football team. So I say safe. But um, no. First, um, as junior B goes, like junior B isn't what it was ten years ago when yeah. you come in here and you'd have the crowd maybe laughing at times. There was some really good uh, football there. Like very impressed with Conor O'Brien. Uh, very impressed with James Dial. Um, he could definitely play senior football. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, fair. And someone was one of junior C last year. Yes. I've been junior B this year. Um, junior A is another step up for them, um, but I've not out to compete. That it'll be, it'll come back to that question: Will they, um, will it, will it be a priority for them when they're um pushing for, uh, back to back senior hurling titles? That's the that's what the one thing that to probably hold them back. You know. Yeah, I think that the quality of this is possibly better than the junior F one. Yes, uh, to be to be quite straight with you, just the, the standard that was produced on the day. 
you know, that can happen, I suppose, too. Uh, the nature of the game, you're comparing chalk and cheese as well because you two sides are kind of set up a bit differently. Half with uh, Terrell the Raiders. Anything would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, in fairness, Marty, you've already announced uh, someone to go look for a car there now and I didn't want to leave today. So there's already an improvement in the afternoon so far. Shout out to Paul's dot actually. They picked up on that. You wouldn't know who we're listening and looking at it, but they embedded in an article that they did with Paul Broderick, so we'll take that. Thanks, Paul's dot uh, number one in the Irish charts as well, lads. I don't want to sound like we're blowing around trouble here a little bit, but uh, Talksport are in those charts, uh, just to name one big shot. The Tottenham Hotspur podcast is in that chart. And left wing back went to number one. Wait, would you be number one then? Yeah, and, and they're on the audio charts. Which <laughs> might explain a lot. Yeah, all of a sudden, little Brian's got a great face for radio. <laughs> lads, look, really enjoyed your company. Uh, Brian. Thanks for giving us a dig out with this. Thanks for giving us a dig out toward the championship. We've obviously got a bit of homework to do still with uh, a team of the year that you have to pick. I have to pick. Barmerick's to pick one. Um, Mick, you can pick one as well if you want. There's absolutely no problem. <laughs> but that is the choice. But Mick, you know, today you've come on County Finally and given me a dig out. You've come on Thursday night and given me a dig out. Really appreciate that, honestly. And uh, we'll definitely sit down for a feature at some stage as well. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't say giving it a dig out, Kevin. It's obviously very enjoyable to come on and speak, and I have to compliment you here on air as well. It's a, a really, really fantastic service promoting uh, GAA in Carlo. Uh, really well done to you and continued success. Delighted to do so. Thanks a million. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. I hope you enjoyed the coverage, lads. 